Everybody, welcome back to Your Story Matters, the podcast. Let's talk about let's talk about the first episode of season two with Roy DK. First off, can we all just agree that he is just one of the nicest people? His story is incredible. He has been through a lot, but he's also doing a lot now, and it's very impressive to just even be a part of to some small extent. Um, I know he was nervous about the podcast, uh, is what he told me. But he, uh, he, he said he had a great time, and I had a great time talking to him. So, man, what an awesome episode. I got a lot of positive feedback. And, uh, man, if you haven't heard it yet, you need to pause right now. Go listen to Roy's story. It is uh, overall episode 12 of Your Story Matters. It's episode 1 of season 2. And, uh, man, check that thing out and then come right back and hear this episode that features Timothy Miller. If you haven't heard of Timothy... If you've been to a Braves game, and I think he does it weekly, like once a week at a home Braves game, you will see a man in a tuxedo singing, Oh God Bless America, from the mound. That's our friend Timothy Miller. Timothy was kind enough to come on. He brought his family. You don't get to hear from them, but they were here. And um, man, such a great conversation. We talked about his love for music. We talked about the Atlanta Braves and a lot of other interesting things that he has gotten into because of his incredible career. So, man, I hope you love this episode, and if you do, share it with other people. And uh, I know we're going to have a lot of new people on here because of who Timothy is. Timothy, if you're listening, dude, I love talking to you. You're awesome, and I hope we get to do it again. If you are new here, though, make sure you subscribe because we have more episodes coming out. Do you know I have recorded I have recorded probably six more episodes that are going to be coming out for Season 2. And uh, so there are more awesome stories coming down the pipeline so make sure you're subscribed and ready to go and listen to these stories and i'm hoping that they inspire you to share your story and understand that yours matters as well and uh, hopefully it gives you a little perspective and uh, you get to learn a lot from these people i know i am as well make sure you share these stories and uh, give us a five-star rating on itunes if you haven't already the i love seeing the reviews come in and um, all that great stuff. I don't know. Follow us on Instagram at YSM Podcast. Look us up on Facebook, Your Story Matters, and find the little yellow story logo. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I, I don't want to take up too much time here. So let's jump into the story. Let's hear Timothy Miller right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the YSM Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Williams. Today, I have uh, a guest I'm very, very excited about. His name is Timothy Miller, a.k.a. Tenor Lion, and he does a lot of things. You might have known him or seen him at the seventh inning of some home Braves games where he sings God Bless America. He also does a whole lot of other things. He is a professor at Morehouse College. Is that right? That's right. And um, he is handsome, looks great in a tux. Didn't bring it with him today. I, I did not. Um, it's It's been getting some wear the past couple of days, so I figured I'd put it in the cleaners. I'm telling you, yeah, you got you to hang it up every now <laughs> and right, then. That's right, every now and then. Every now and then. Batman puts up his cape every now and then, hey, too. Hey, you know, that's so right. So you got to do what you got to do. That's right. But anyways, Timothy is the man. He's got a great voice. He's done a lot of cool things, singing, and I just saw him on a commercial last night, Chris. I saw him last night. My wife and I were watching America's Got, America's got Talent, and... Uh, you were in the front seat of a car that also had Albies in it. and Yep, Albies and uh, Chip Carey. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, Tim Lambert down from uh, Landmark Dodge down in Morrow. That's a car right there. That, yeah. is, a, that is a full car yeah. of yeah. incredible people. <laughs> so that's him. That's a little bit about him. You're going to find out way more as we have a little conversation here. Welcome to Season 2, by the way, of Your Story Matters. And uh, we had a great Season 1. And now we're going to kick off season two, right? You just heard our last episode with Roy. Now this one with the Timothy Miller. And then next week, you'll hear from a friend of mine, or not next week, but in the next episode, you'll hear from Nick Hurst. And so we're excited about that. But Timothy, I'm so, what do I call you? Professor Miller? Do no, I call you Mr. No, Timothy? No, it's fine. Whatever. Tim, Tim, Timothy is fine. Okay. Because yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, I mean, you're just the way you are carries this sort of like, I am Dr. Miller. You know what uh. I mean? Like, and so I can, I can just call you whatever you want me to call you. But again, your happiness is my happiness. I appreciate that. 
So a lot of people know you from singing with the Braves. So I want to put that out there, and then I want to get into how you got to that point, your singing career, how it all just took off. And uh, I know you've traveled, you've sang in Italy before. I mean, you've been all over the world. Sure, sure. And now you got family, all that great stuff. Yep. So let's start with that. So how did how did this whole Atlanta Braves thing happen? So as you know, the the all the ballparks started doing God Bless America during this stretch, seventh inning stretch yeah. after nine eleven. Um, and so the Yankees obviously were the first team to 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 start that tradition. And um uh, the first voice they had do it, it was a trained voice. It was a, I can't remember if it was a uh, police officer or a firefighter. It was a, a serviceman, but, but it was a trained instrument. You could tell he had some vocal training. Mm-hmm. And so um, the Braves reached out to the opera, to the Atlanta Opera here in town, and uh, asked if they would send over some singers. And so they sent over uh, about eight of us, and I was the the last singer to, to, to come over Um and um, my my first game uh, singing at Turner Field was actually a Thursday night uh, ESPN primetime oh, eight o'clock man. game with a two hour rain delay. <laughs> and so perfect setup. yeah, perfect. And so I'm I'm sitting up in the 755 club saying, you know, surely they're not going to get this game started. There's, there's no way. And sure enough, you know, just after 10 o'clock, here we go. First pitch. And so I didn't sing until probably a quarter to one. What? <laughs> With, for whoever was left, <laughs> whoever was left watching that game, whoever was left there. Yeah. And um, um, but I'm I'm the one that they asked to come back. And uh, what started out kind of as a tradition of me singing, uh, you know, two, three, four, five games a season, uh, kind of morphed into what it is now is where I, where I do the Sunday home games and the holiday games. So depending on the the holidays we get every year, um, it usually ranges anywhere from about 16 to 20 games a season and and all the playoff games. So I'll be at all the home playoff games. Wow. Yeah. So you've actually become I mean, from what was just like a I mean, kind of a dope gig, honestly, like it was like I'm singing some of the Braves games. No big deal. Now you're like a part of the Braves family. Sure. I mean, I'm just from what it looks like from an outsider's perspective. um, when I reached out to you on Facebook, I was watching. It was that one uh, where McCann hit that little. He hit a single in the left field, and we won the game. Who was that against? Was it the Phillies or uh, Pittsburgh? I think it was. Yeah, it was the Phillies. Yeah, I knew it was. Oh, the he's Phillies. been so clutch lately. He, I'm telling he's, you, he's had like three. I think it was the. I know. I know he won against the Phillies for sure. Yeah, maybe, it may have been maybe them. maybe Pittsburgh too. I know we we wore out Pittsburgh, so it could have been them too. Yeah, no yeah. no big deal. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I was watching that on my phone uh-huh. um, before the the um, the single to win the game and all that stuff. Is when you sang the seventh. Now I had seen you in person a few times when I've been to some games. Sure. Uh, but I was watching. And I was like, man, I, I've got to reach out to this guy because this man can sing. I want to know like how to get to this point. Um, and you, I mean, you slay it every single time. Oh, I appreciate it. So it's really cool. I went back and I was looking where some of the Braves players themselves have even said, like Freddie Freeman, uh, there's a quote from him where he said, uh, we try to play our best after we see him in the seventh inning because we know he's doing his best. And so it kind of pumps them up. So what is that like? I mean, there's a little bit of pressure there. I mean, if you don't just nail it, the Braves may not win. I mean. A little bit, a little bit. I mean, but it's, um, (laughs) it's, uh, you know, I I try and – much much like the uh, ball players do, I try not to. You know, you can't think about that side of things mm. uh, just because it's enough. It's enough as it is. You know, right. it's enough to come up to the plate. You know, game on the line, runners in scoring position. It's enough to stand out there every seventh inning stretch. You know, acapella, no instrumental help, and uh, and deliver this this uh, song that everybody knows, everybody's familiar oh, yeah. with, everybody knows what's coming, everybody expects it, and. Um, uh, I just try and keep in mind that there's someone out there, you know, perhaps hearing me for the first time. You know, someone hasn't hasn't been to a Braves game before. It's somebody's first Braves game, yeah. perhaps. Uh, somebody's here from out of town, you know. And so those people, they weren't here last Sunday. You know, so they have no idea what this guy is doing in a tuxedo in the middle right. of the diamond. Right. And so, um, you know, to share, to be able to share the gift that I've been given uh, is uh, is certainly my motivation every time to make it like the first time, you know, right. and, uh, that, that, that kind of keeps it fresh for me and keeps me, you know, 
grounded. I like that. <laughs> Make every time like the first time. That'll yeah. preach. I'm going to write that down. Uh, that's really good. So, Town, t- take me through this, and then I want to go through your story. Mm-hmm. So you walk out on the field. I got kind of like two kind of things here. But you walk out on the field, and you see, I mean, let's let's just say, I mean, even if it's a medium crowd, that's a gigantic group. Sure of humans watching you sure. and so like when i go and speak at places like i think the most i've ever i don't know about you chris but the most i've ever spoken in front of is probably a thousand people mm-hmm. okay so like i can't imagine standing in front of i mean hopefully one day but you know i mean we're talking twenty thousand minimum to forty thousand people singing so you step out on that diamond now you said you know you don't go in thinking about that kind of stuff sometimes but there's there that moment where you look around you're like man this is an audience right here Oh, sure. I mean, you can't help it. Right. Because it, it's what started out as me. Um, I would sing uh, early on. I, w- I wouldn't go out to the, you know, in front of the pitcher's mound. Uh, now it's become this whole spectacle. You know, they, they one of the guy takes the little red carpet out. And, you know, he lays it out in front of the pitcher's <laughs> mound and then he yeah. puts the mic stand out. And so, you know, it's morphed into this whole, you know, show kind of thing. Uh, but I would just stand uh, uh, right in the in the in the. Uh, right in front of the dugout mm-hmm. and sing to the home crowd, mm-hmm. sing to the home dugout side. Uh, but now it's, you know, middle of the diamond, yeah. you know, so it's like, Oh God, you know, <laughs> it's, it's hard. It was hard enough. Now yeah. we, you know, but the, 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 the good thing about it is being there, you know, there are a lot of people there, but being as far away as I am, you can't see individual faces. It's not like me and you sitting in this room now. Uh, it, you know, there are a lot of people there, but you can't, you're not that close to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it kind of gives you, 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 you feel, you know, you're not there by yourself, but it feels kind of isolated in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not um, uh, in some cases, m- you know, more intimate settings I've been in where people can see, you know, every breath you take, people can see, you know, if you, if you had to swallow before a word, you know, mm-hmm. people can see all these, the little things. Yeah. Um, it, so it's, it kind of removes that aspect of it. Interesting. Uh, so they're farther enough away that, that it, it, it takes a little bit of that edge off. Yeah. That's a, an extraordinary perspective. Uh, cause I, I never would think of that. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's really cool. That's something I, I'd like to know. Okay. So that's awesome. And then now take me through, what's your favorite of all the moments you've done, I know you probably get that question all the time, but your favorite kind of like this one time I sang at the Braves game really stands out to me. Oh man. I know my answer for, for your moment, but I don't know what your answer for your moment is. Um, I'm not sure. I, there's, um, uh, there's, there's been a couple, um, the, the, the very first time that I, uh, requested to do the entire version of God Bless America uh, is something that always stands out to me because that's what now what we do at the ballpark, that's what the managers and the players say before I sing. Mm. While the storm clouds gather far across the sea, let us swear allegiance to a land that's free. Mm. Let us all be grateful for a land so fair as we raise our voices in a solemn prayer. And so that that's what that's what there's an introduction to God bless America. And so I convinced them one. It was a night game. I convinced them uh, at Turner Field to let me sing the entire version. And so, you know, I had I was I started, you know, while the storm clouds gather and I had people looking at each other in the stands. You know, what is he what is he singing? And uh, and so and then then after that, you know, you go into God bless America. And, and so then it's like, oh, and so, you know, people ultimately, you know, went home and looked it up and said, I had no idea there was a there was in that beginning part to God bless America. Right. And so that kind of started an even, uh, even new tradition of, of uh, having the player, which is very cool. Having the players uh, and coaches say that little intro before I sing uh, uh, the, the verse God bless America. Yeah. yeah. Man, that's so cool. Okay. Well, you had a really cool answer there. My, my, my favorite moment was the opening SunTrust park and, oh, yeah. and you saying, and uh, like, I think the first, if you, if you YouTube your name, I think that's the first one to come up. Oh, wow. Um, so I, I've probably watched it 30 times in pre- preparation for this moment. Good stuff. Because, um, I mean, every time I'm like, man, I, I don't, I've never seen a time where you've messed up. Uh, and so you just, you do a great job. Too, I appreciate so. it. Thank you. Thank you. I love it. And you just slaying those vocals just now, like just off the cuff, just throwing it out there is impressive. Because <laughs> I'd have to really drink this water and then give you like 4% of what you just did. So. No, no. I love it. All right, so let's go down to what this whole show's about. I want to know how you 
you got started in music, what opened up your eyes into why you love it so much, this style, this classical music um, in like an Atlanta area where that's just not really, not really listened to a whole lot. Mm -hmm. So take me through how that all got started. How did you get started? Um, Just tell me your story. So I was uh, born and raised in Augusta, Georgia, Mm -hmm. uh, two hours down the road on East um, Georgia. And uh, my parents actually still live in Augusta now. Um, Born and raised in Augusta, uh, uh, son of 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 a Baptist preacher. Hey, and I uh, so I so I grew up in the church and, you know, um, uh, grew up listening to listening to music all the time. I didn't have any uh, professional musicians in my family, but that that was so that was not exactly a you know career goal growing up. Um, my mother took me to the uh, at the one church we were attending at the time. She took me to the um, uh core director and he said she wanted me to learn how to play an instrument and so um he was actually the band director at the middle school i was attending and so he says well we'll start him on alto saxophone because that's a that's an easy introduction to instrumental music okay so i played alto saxophone all through middle school all through high school um and so i didn't get into organized choir until senior year in high school senior year in high school um, I was a member of a community chorus uh, uh, called Creative Impressions in Augusta, Georgia. Um, also, I was a, a member of the uh, chorus at Richmond Academy, which is the high school I went to. And I took my first voice lesson from uh, Dr. Bill Hobbins at what was then called Augusta State University. Um, and so this kind of vocal thing really started late for me in high school, although I grew up singing in the church. I grew up, you know, around music. My mother had taken me to to um, concerts of uh, people like wonderful artists like Jesse Norman. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a very famous uh, opera singer from Augusta as well. Uh, she came back and did um, a um, come home concert at First Baptist Church in Augusta. Um, but before that, my mother had taken me to hear her when she came to do a uh, concert at Payne College. And I must have been, I don't know, early teens. You know, I had no interest in he- being there probably and hearing this woman sing how right. she sang because right. that's, that's not something that we, I, I, you know, I was accustomed to. Sure. You know, we weren't we didn't necessarily grow up listening to operatic music. Um, my father had tons of records. And so he put on, you know. Sundays especially were filled with um, music before we left for church. Um, and so, you know, sitting there in this, these concerts, listening to people like Mrs. Norman. And uh, later on, I, I was a um, although I graduated from Morehouse College here in Atlanta, I um, spent one year at Payne College in Augusta. And so that's where I met my wife, Ayana. Okay. And uh, then I transferred to Morehouse where I finished up. And um, that one year at Morehouse, I was able to sing in uh, Mrs. Norman's Come Home concert in Augusta. I was in the choir uh, right next to her her nephew, Raymond. And uh, and then years later, after I had graduated from graduate school in New York from Manus College of Music, um, I was back in Atlanta, married two kids, um, you know, pretty much had my career up and running. And I was able to. Uh, be a soloist on a concert with Ms. Norman for the Atlanta Music Festival. So it kind of came, you know, full circle for me. And, uh, you know, it's really just been a, you know, I I, I was on track to be um, uh, in the health profession or, uh, you know, I was going to be a biology major. I was going to be an engineer. You know, I had had gone to these pre- um, pre-summer programs, the HCOP program, the NASA pair program. I did all these things, you know, mm-hmm. they give kids, you know, they give you uh, uh, stipends to attend uh, these programs on a college campus. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things, man. I, I uh, music was in me, even though I was, even when I was down in Tuskegee at, at Tuskegee university during the NASA pair program, um, what I did on the weekend was direct a, a, a youth choir at a, at a local Baptist church. <laughs> That's <laughs> and awesome. So it, 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 music for me was, it was kind of like my whale, you know, it was like, I, I, you know, no matter, no matter how far I ran or even if I wasn't sure, you know, well, what do you do with a music degree? What, what, how do you, how are you going to support yourself and let alone a family with a, you know, uh, 
doing music? What exactly does that look like? Mm-hmm. Um, it's something I couldn't I couldn't shake. I couldn't resist. It's it's what I thought about when I woke you know woke up in the morning. It's what I thought about when I went to bed at night. And uh, sure. it it, I, it was you know it is what I'm meant to do, um, which I consider myself lucky in that in that manner because a lot of people you know uh, are looking for their for their passion for their purpose. Um, and even though sometimes we see signs along the way, we like to, you know, fight it yeah. because because it's not certain, you know, and uh, being an artist, which kind of drives my wife crazy at times. It's it's uh, it's I saw this this great quote saying that artists take take leap after leap in the dark, you know, not knowing what's next, mm. but knowing that there's some there's something there that you can't see, but you just got to jump. Yeah. And um, opportunities, you know, have opened up for me um, um, when they weren't there. You know, things have the calendar has filled up when at the beginning of the year it was empty, you know. And so it's um, it's just one of those things where I I had to I finally said, you know, okay, God, you know, I'm going to trust the gift that you gave me and I'm going to stop trying to do what I think I'm supposed to do Mm. (laughs) and I'm going to let go. Yeah. And so uh, even though I, you know, in all honesty, I probably haven't still fully let go uh, um, just because there is some we, we all struggle with that idea of, you know, uh, afraid of what happens if we do. Sure. You know, fully let go. Um, but it, it's, uh, you know, it's something that we all we all struggle with myself, not not excluded. Yeah. And uh, um but that's 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 kind of how I got where I am. I, I finished up at Morehouse in uh, 2003. I got my uh, master's degree in music, vocal performance from Manus College of Music in 2005. Um, and I didn't have I still didn't have much, you know, operatic experience. And so I was, uh, you know, I had gone to um, uh, I, I knew my voice was good enough. And I, I certainly learned a ton while I was in New York. I used to sit in practice rooms with a older, this older tenor, uh, in, in particular, Young Hoon Lee. And uh, I used to sit in the practice room and watch, watch this cat sing, man. And I, I was just, you know, I had heard great singers at Morehouse. I had heard, I remember my first Morehouse College Glee Club rehearsal. I sat in that room looking around like, wow, in the world do people make this sound? And, uh, you know, by the time I end up leaving, people were looking at me the same way. You yeah, know? Right. And yeah. so uh, when I got to New York, it just started all over again. Yeah. And I was like, how in the world do you do that? And um, he basically told me, you know, just, you know, keep on living. Don't you know, you can't rush it. You'll get there. And um, learned a ton in New York. Uh, got a got a ton of experience, but still didn't know, you know, what what does this look like? What Where does this lead? You know, mm-hmm. and um uh, to be able to, because I I wouldn't have I, I, I say all that to say that I wouldn't have predicted um, singing at a baseball game, right? As the end point, it's not the end point, or a, even as a stop along the journey. Mm-hmm. You know, something that has come become my uh, calling card, if you will, uh, would not even been on my radar. Right, right. That would have not been in my plans, and so. Um, um, the more I've been able to, um, you know, uh, let go and kind of take advantage of the things that come my way that even even singing for the Braves, you know, has opened up tons of opportunities for me to, to perform elsewhere. So well, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I've done two governors. I've done both of uh, Nathan Deal's inauguration ceremonies, <laughs> um, um, you know, promos for Cartoon Network, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, covers of magazines, Georgia EMC magazine, the Smyrna magazine, uh, Atlanta magazine. You know, so it's been it's been, you know, kind of a a, a roller coaster, you know. I mean, since 2010. Yeah. It's yeah, been a roller coaster. yeah. 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 So that's cool. So when you're going through all these, I mean, you're, you're getting magazines, you're singing for governors. I mean, when does it hit you? What are you thinking as all this happens? Is it so spread out where you can kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like gain sure. the perspective or is it so fast and so much where it's like, Oh my gosh. And you think back on it all. It, it is. And you kind of, you kind of like, you know, you know, you kind of like, uh, you, you focus on the task at hand. Uh, you make sure you don't overextend yourself. You know, sure. Uh, my wife's helped me. My wife helps me a ton not to overbook because that's, that's the last thing you want to do. Right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, busy is good, but you still have to be responsible. And, uh, so, um, but, but you don't, you really don't, 
I don't know. I, I, I really try and let it sink in for I think it probably sinks in for other people more than it sinks in for me. Um, I'm sure it'll sink in one day, um, but it, it, it sinks in in that um, even though even though I'm not doing what I thought this path would lead to mm. uh, it, this is it's led me right into a, a career, you know, right. uh, and so that's something that I've I've had to acknowledge for myself. This is you know, you you are you're doing what you're meant to do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, every step, every, every step along the way, you know, you follow the signs and you, you're grateful for every opportunity and it just, you know, doors just keep, keep opening, you know? Yeah. I can imagine yeah. how many doors keep trying to open sure, too. I sure. mean, that whole not overbooking, I'm, I would imagine would be extremely important. Oh yeah. Because, and now you got a family and sure, so sure. you stay busy regardless, regardless of, yeah. if you're booking or not. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, um, that's really cool. What are your hobbies? I mean, what are some things that you like to do other than sing? Uh, I love to cook. Um, I'm, I, I, you know, love to do um, uh, cook for the family. My uh, my son is taking up a love of cooking. He also likes to sing a lot. He, oh, okay. He sings unprompted. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, long road trips. This is his show. So, so you, you got know, the voice. He does. Yeah, yeah. He's got a good voice. And my, my both my both the kids sing. And so uh, my daughter Morgan and my son Matthew, they both sing. And, um, um, you know, so I love to cook. I love to, you know, do things with the family. Sure. Uh, so much of my life is wrapped up around music. Um, you know, I tell people all the time when I'm in the car, I, most of the, I listen to talk radio. I don't, I don't, I, I rarely listen to music in the car. Well, that was my next question is what do yeah. you listen to? Uh, yeah. I, I, you know, so sometimes you just need a break, especially sure. after teaching, you know, a long day. Most of the time I just listen to, you know, talk radio or just turn it off all together and, you know, kind of, um, um, take in the surroundings, you yeah. know? So it's, uh, um, although Atlanta traffic keeps you busy enough to, God, I'm you know, <laughs> I'm telling you, I love SunTrust Park. It's tough to get through 400 and all that, all that stuff. Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah. But. It's, it is. And, uh, thank God it's not as bad as we all thought it was going to be. Yeah, it really happened. For some man. reason, I have no, I have no idea what they did or, yeah, or uh, who got who they Someone's paid. Someone smarter Somebody, than us yeah. figured that out. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, I really thought I was like, I'm never going to go to a game. Yeah. I mean, unless I walk from Villarica, I'm Seriously. never getting to a yeah. game. Yeah, that that was everybody's thought. How you know, it looks great, it looks fabulous. The battery's but, awesome, awesome. How are we going to get there and how are we going to leave? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. How do we you actually know? watch the game? <laughs> but it's it's, it's been great, team. man. It's been great. You know, even huge, you know, sellout games. You're talking over 40,000 people, you know. Yeah. It's no problem. I love, I love going there now. Um, I always love Turner Field. I mean, that'll always have a place in my heart. Oh, sure. As sure. it will with most people. Sure. But, um, and I was, I was one of those probably annoying fans that was, as soon as I heard we were getting a new park, I was like, no, 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 right. no, no, Right. But man, go to SunTrust one time. Yeah. And you're like, okay, this place is pretty dope. Yeah. The batteries, I mean, great. So it's a great environment. It really is. And really the way is. they have it set up, it's almost like a new culture. I don't know how to describe it. Do you know what I mean? Sure, I mean, yeah. You're there more than I am, but yeah, like, yeah. it feels different. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it. I mean, they, they it, it'd be hard to, you know, Georgia State, uh, who, who occupies the old Turner Field now, right. they'll be able to do more with that area uh, than the Braves will be able to do. Um, you know, so when you go to SunTrust, you know, now you can literally go, you can go early. You can go and eat. Yeah. Uh, or you can go to, they have, there's a little park area there with a big screen. So people just go there and watch the game. They yeah. bring their lawn chairs and you watch the game. So, you know, before people had traditions of, of coming to SunTrust, I mean, coming to Turner Field early, you know, you could certainly hang out in the parking lot. There was nothing like that Turner Field tailgate experience. Right. Um, but those new traditions at SunTrust, you know, people love it. It, it's uh, yeah. one of the best. Uh, it's like a new awakening. Yeah, or something, yeah you know, yeah, yeah. not to reference and, and Star Wars. And it's not even. It's not even finished. I mean, they got. There's still stuff coming. You know, down down the pipe. So, That's so exciting. Yeah, it, it's a. Uh, it's a. Uh, Braves are killing it. I mean, yeah, there's man. a lot. A lot yeah. of good going on. To be right excited now about absolutely for Atlanta. Absolutely, man. That's great. So you also you'd mentioned that you had done some Cartoon Network stuff. Yes. <laughs> I mean, look, one of us was going to bring it up, Timothy. So I'm going to. I mean, I can bring it up, but you did a commercial. For Bob's Burgers, I've never seen this show before because I'm too busy watching Bible Man. Ah, okay, not gotcha. not really, but as far as <laughs> as far as anyone knows, uh, but I've never I've never seen Bob's Burgers. But you did this incredible 
Bob's Burgers commercial. Take me through that moment. I mean, you got candles all around you. You got yeah. your tuxedo on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how was yeah. that? How was that shoot? So, uh, uh, full disclosure that that was not that was not that's not the first commercial I did for sure. Cartoon Network. The they they called me, um, and so this kind of started, I guess, relationship with with the folks over at Turner. And they called me and they said, you know, we've got an idea. And that's how everything starts, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, and here we go. I'm like, oh, God, you know, what is it? <laughs> yes, you know, I, I've done I've done crazy things before. You know, I've done, uh, you know, not crazy. I shouldn't say crazy. I've done unique things before. Um, <laughs> we can run with crazy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we were talking earlier about the whole intimate settings thing. And I, I was uh, uh, I was doing a, a performance with a, a group in town called uh, Glow Atlanta, which is a it's kind of a hipster dance troupe. Okay. And I mean, they, they're super cool. They've done things with the symphony. I mean, it's, it's, uh, this, it's this kind of like this blending of cultures that no one would expect. And, um, one of the things I did with them was at the 54 columns, um, in Atlanta. And it, it's an outdoors, these white pillars, different sizes, white pillars. And we were singing, uh, these operatic arias, these intensely emotional, passionate operatic arias, while these dancers were doing their creative dances uh, that had nothing to do with what we were <laughs> Well, in my case, in my case, it didn't. Sure. And, and so uh, one of the things that sticks out in my, I was singing uh, uh, a great, you know, French aria from uh, uh, Bizet's Carmen, La Fleur que tu m'avais jeté. And, um, and it, it's Don Jose's, he's pouring out his heart to Carmen who, who is, you know, she's, she, she is, uh, she basically says, watch out for any man who, who falls in love with me. You know, he's, he's doomed. Mm. And he says, you know, he pulls out this flower and he says, this is a flower that you gave to me. He says, I, I still have it. And, um, he sings very passionately to her and says, you know, Carmen, you know, I love you. And she has no interest in me. She's like, you know, whatever. And, um, and so I, while I'm singing this aria, this very passionate aria to, to, imaginary Carmen the young lady is dancing literally on a pile of green apples <laughs> and I you know it, it oh, takes no. everything in me just to, you know you gotta you gotta so I'm you know I'm used to I'm used through. to yeah yeah so I'm used to kind of you know uh, focusing through through um you know some unique that's right that's right scenarios and so the first the first thing they called me to do was they said we got an idea we want you to sing the lineup for the Thursday night shows it was uh there's eagle heart eagle heart and i don't even know that i don't even remember the rest of the shows but we want you to sing the lineup to the for the thursday night shows to the tune of o sole mio o sole mio yeah Whoa. and um I like this already. Uh, and and so I said, okay, you know, and uh, so he, they, they wrote, they had this kind of thing that they wrote out. And I was like, okay, this will fit a little bit better this way. And so we worked it out and, you know, I sang the lineup and there I was, you know, that was the first thing Cartoon Network. And so they called me back and said, hey, you know, we want you to do, we got another idea. <laughs> <laughs> another and unique that's opportunity. Right, that's another unique opportunity. And so all this culminates, like the third time they called me, it was the folks over at Bob Bob's Burgers. And they said that one blew up. Uh, yeah, and so they said, "Here we go. We got we you know we got an idea. We want you to. Uh, we wrote this song, <laughs> and I'm like, oh lord, we wrote this song, yeah, and uh, we we want you to sing it. You know, in in your own unique way. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that it took us. I, I mean, I probably laughed through like three takes at least." <laughs> I didn't get through, you know, I'm saying all kind of foolishness like, you know, about buns and onions. I don't even remember even, what the, I mean, you even yeah. grabbed your buns. I, oh, point. Lord, don't tell me that. OK, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that's on video. I'm not oh, bringing God. that up. Oh, Lord. You have a face. I'm looking at your face right yeah, now. Yeah. It's I mean, first yeah. off, beautiful. No, okay. I appreciate it. That's right. You know, I appreciate that. Second, I mean, <laughs> when I watched it, I think I watched it for the first time today. I just I've heard about it, but I've never seen it. I think it's it's the greatest thing to ever happen to TV, <laughs> ever. I mean, it's perfect. If you just uh, should I tell them? Yeah, I'll tell. Yeah, yeah, you know if what? you just search Bob Bob's Burgers Adult Swim Opera Ad on YouTube, yeah, you're gonna see the greatest thing you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, 
you'll see it. And let them know we sent you. Um, I mean, candelabras, the whole, and so they have me on. It's beautiful. They have me on this, this, so we go in and we we record the audio and that's fine because we're in a studio. You know, I'm in one, this small studio booth and they're in the next room saying, oh, that was great. You know, I I say, well, I think, you know, I put a high note at the end or whatever I did. And they say, oh, it's perfect. We love it. And so I said, you know, then we say, okay, now let's record the video. And I say, okay. (laughs) <laughs> and so uh, they, I walk into this room, and they've got the you know one of the studios down there at Turner, and they've got a they've got candelabras everywhere, and they've got this right in the middle. They've got this rotating like two by two platform, and so I'm I'm you know I'm I'm like all right what is what is I'm not sure exactly. And so the guy gets on there and he demonstrates and I'm, I'd say, oh, God. And my wife was there with me. And so oh, perfect. she was like, she was like, I don't know if he's going to be able to do this. <laughs> he might laugh through the whole thing. We might have to come back. tomorrow. And so I was I was there. I was, you know, joking around with him and whatnot. And um, so here I go. And, uh, you know, I'm doing all these you know, over the shoulder looks and, you know, through the candelabras and they're getting the right. And so it's it's one of those things like. Um, you know, a lot of actors, a lot of actors never even watch their own films. They right. because the process for rec- for recording, you know, movies and whatnot is, you know, so tedious. You know, it's scene by scene by scene. Mm. And so I, uh, you know, I, I think I, I may have I don't even know if I've seen the whole thing like all the way through. I, I may have seen it once, uh, but I know it was very. Uh, it's perfect. Yeah. That's yeah. what you need to know. Yeah. If yeah. You, you, yeah. you need to watch it because you need to know it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. It reminds me of one of those like. <laughs> Old Spice commercials <laughs> where, like, they're acting so serious, but, like, so much craziness is happening. Right, right. And you're like, yeah. look at your girl. Now look to me. That's right. That's yeah, what yeah. it's kind of giving me that vibe. Unicorns and, yeah, all that. Yeah, it's very unicorn-esque. Yep, 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 yep. Is, yeah. the, is the best way to put yeah. that. Yeah. It's really good. Have you done anything, like, any other, I know you, what was the commercial, or we were talking about commercial, but I know you've done, uh, you've done, You've done ads. I mean, this yeah. whole thing's really taken off since 2010. Sure, sure. I did. A, I did. A, I did one ad for um, uh, Fox Sports South uh, for their new app. Their new. Um, uh, they were launching the, a new app for uh, Fox Sports South, so they asked me to come in and do an ad for that. Uh, I was there. I was in a dressing room and warming up, and they knocked on my door and said, "Hey, we're ready for you." You know, I was in there singing, and um, I was while I was reading my operatic score, I was watching the Braves game. <laughs> and so I did an ad for Fox Sports South. I did some other voiceover stuff, um, and um, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, recent you know car commercials. The friend down at down at Landmark uh, Dodge, Tim Lambert, uh, called me, uh, said, "Hey, we got an idea," <laughs> and so uh, you know, I uh, was able to do a, do a, do a few ads for them, and uh, so yeah, it's been it's been it's been a a, a, a fun ride. I'm telling yeah, it, very cool. Yeah, I I love watching it because uh, are you recognized a lot? Like when you're in Atlanta or the Battery or anything like that, you I hang am. out at the Battery. I am definitely definitely at the Battery, uh, but it, it's gotten to the point now where it's a it's around town too, and you know it's bad, right? When you when I, I've I don't know if my, if my senses have gone up because uh, I don't remember noticing this with people just in general before. But I'm, it's like I'm able to notice people whispering a lot more now. Oh, wow. So, like, I walk in, you know, Publix or something, and people say, hey, that's the guy. You know, and so, I, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm turning and looking, you know, and so. Do I, people I, sing at you a lot? Uh, Sometimes, yep, yep, especially down the escalator at Turner, at uh, SunTrust. They'll, they'll, you know, just break out in song. <laughs> and, uh, you know. Just, what are you supposed to do? I mean, you know, full throat. There we go. That's right. You know, I say, yeah, you got it. You know, come join me. You're next replacing time. me. Congratulations. <laughs> right. And so I know, but it, it's, it really is flattering. And it's, um, you know, it, it, for me, it kind of um, introduces people because I, you know, people, people aren't necessarily flocking to the theater. These sure. are a lot of these folks, you know, might not necessarily have season passes to the opera mm. or, or, you know, attend the symphony frequently, you know? And so <laughs> it, it's a, uh, for me, it's an, it's an opportunity to share the art form as well with, uh, uh, with this kind of gap, if you will, because so much of this has been taken out of the school, mm. you know, and we were, we were, you know, um, introduced at least, to so many genres of music, so many types of different performers, so many uh, different types of music in the school uh, where, you know, you get out and you get to college and your professor says, well, you know, has anybody been to the opera? And at least, you know, four or five hands went up. 
you know, now times I get, I get in front of my class and I say, hey, has anybody been to the opera? You know, you get one person to say, say oh, sorry, I was scratching my, you know. And so it, <laughs> I watched Les Mis. I watched Les Mis, is that, right. And does that, does that count? You know, and so it's, uh, you know, um, that whole gap of, of the arts being taken out of schools. I mean, it, it's gotten so bad to the point where now you have, uh, in some cases, several schools sharing the same music teacher. Mm. So so you have wow. kids, you know, some kids have have music on Mondays, some have kids have music on Thursdays. You know, you got a rotating music teacher that goes to like three, four different schools. We got teenagers here that are blown away that I had a music teacher. So I you know, that's that's there's something wrong with that that we won't recognize until it's until it's gone. Yeah. And people and then they have guys like you and then, and then people are asking questions like, yeah. Man, how come we don't have more of guys like Timothy Miller? Yeah. And people say, you know, little things like, you know, well, you know, well, why can't, you know, why can't our children behave in school? Why can't our children, you know, sit down and pay attention, especially our boys, right? Why can't they, you know, whatever. And it, well, that's just not what boys do, first of all. <laughs> but, you know, uh, um, that's the last thing we want is our children to be labeled as, you know, problems or, or overactive or mm-hmm. whatever super large word that some, you know, uh, academic wants to throw out there when when in when in when in honesty when all honesty they're probably just missing a part of their upbringing they're missing that um that that soul that music provides you know they're missing that um experience i mean some people have have replaced you know detention with meditation and it's showing and it's showing results you know um the arts uh we, we we tend to a lot to focus on um you know um, um, the, 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 the sciences, we focus a lot on mathematics. We focus a lot on, but the arts, you know, kind of brings everything together. Mm. Um, it, 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 it helps us to grow up with, with a generation of people who are not just interested in making money, you know, but who are interested in making a difference. Um, they, 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 because they know the stories of these, um, whether they be, uh, you know, real life musicians or, um, or lessons that music teaches us, you know, um, and they, they understand that everything that you have, you know, you have, you have to work for things. You, you shouldn't be have to, afraid to, you know, pay your dues to work yeah. for something. Uh, music is not something we get overnight. You know, you got to work for it. It, you, it takes a, it takes a, it takes a while to develop, um, um, the technique and the the facility to uh, be able to perform at the highest levels, and everything in our society is telling us, no, you can do this. You know, you can be famous tomorrow. No, you can you can you can have it today. You know, you don't have to wait. You know, and so it, it's um, um that kind of that kind of skill is something that you can't fake. You know, when I go into the when I go into the studio to record something like Bob's Burgers or to record something like Ave Maria. You know, I don't want the producer to have to edit my voice down to the point where I'm not recognizable. Yeah. You know, I should have put that sweat equity in on my own. You know, that's when the editing happens. It's mm-hmm. it's it's in the practice room. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, when you're by yourself, you know, when you are with your teacher. And so it it's um that takes a lot of the, you know, everything shouldn't have to be studialized. Everything shouldn't have to be altered. Um, and so when, when you, when you get whether so whether you're singing at a ball game or whether you're singing in the studio, it shouldn't matter because you are who you are. Right. Uh, a good friend of mine, Steve Darcy says, we, we sing like the kind of people we are. <laughs> oh, wow. I like that. We sing like the kind of and people. And some, some are. people was, well, I don't sing at all. What does that mean? I, and so I, it's, Means but, you're but the, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those of us who are singers, you know, it, it's um, it really is a a because we carry around our instruments with us. Oh, you wow. know, it's not like a trombone. You can, you know, whip out of a case and, you know, dust off and there you go. You know, we carry our instruments with us. And so every every note that we give out is, you you know, you give a little a little of yourself every time you you sing. Mm-hmm. You know, those are notes you're not going to get back. You know, just like every breath we take is, you know, the breath, uh, they're, they're gone. And so it's um, uh, it really is a, you know, uh, it's it's evidence that that we, we do have a soul. It's evidence that there's something more to us than what we can see. 
You know, when when you hear people, a lot of times when people hear me, they say, you know, how, you know, they have the same question I had those years ago at Morehouse or in New York. How do you sing like that? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, and and I, um, uh, it, sometimes it's everything. Everything can't be explained. Mm-hmm. You know, everything yeah. things we know now in part. You know, everything we don't know in full, and everything. You know, you don't have to be able to explain everything. Um, sometimes, especially things that are in the, in the things that are art, you know, we, we, we appreciate them for what they are. And, um, um, you know, we, we try and, we try and express them and identify with them in the, in our, in our own unique ways. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's great. I, it would, I mean, it's a lot like, you know, if I see like a really nice painting, my first thought is how did they paint that? Because I know how I draw Sure. and I can't even, I mean, I, it's like stick figures are bust for, for me. So yeah. when I see something that's so intricate and so like with this, like, you know, like cross fading and sh- shadowing and all that, like all these crazy things on like uh, just a painting or a drawing, I, I always think, how do they even, cause I can see a paint, like I can see it without looking at it, but mm-hmm. there's no way I can make my hands draw it. Sure. So it's kind of interesting. You take that same talent and you put it into a voice mm-hmm. And that's kind of the way I I would explain the voice of Timothy Miller. It's like this painting that you can't really explain. It, it just it just is, right? Sure. And sure, like you said, though, but there's a lot that you do to make it what it is. I mean, you do a lot of vocal training, all that stuff. Sure, You've been sure. to school for it. But, I mean, would you say it's a lot like that when you see, like if you go to the opera or whatever it may be, would, would you compare it to like a painting or, or what, I mean, what are you thinking whenever you hear a voice like that? Absolutely. Because no, no two voices are alike, you know, mm. just like no two paintings are alike. Um, <clears throat> so many, you know, people say that, you know, art is in the eye of the beholder. You know, I'll never forget the, one of the first um, uh, times I went to the, uh, the Guggenheim museum in New York. That's the circular one that goes all the way up. There was a, an exhibit on the, on the very top floor and so we're walking up the ramp and I could tell there was this huge, it was, looks like a huge wall, huge textured wall. Mm. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I got up there finally and it ended up being a wall full of, full of dead flies. <laughs> and so, uh. yeah, yeah. Uh, for, you know, my first thought was who in the world, <laughs> how do you, you know, what, I, who, who I, took the time? You know, and so it's, you know, never mind. I mean, that I admire you. I, Obviously, it takes some dedication. Yeah, <laughs> you know, something like that. A little bit more than I have, <laughs> I, I think. You know, but but it does. It it is. Um, uh, we we have to be careful in a way because it it does it does consume you. You know, mm. the the thing the things that the things that you're passionate about they 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 can you know consume you. They can consume your thoughts. It can it can overtake you in a way, um, and so you have to be careful to. Um, Make sure your life has balance. Um, everything is about balance, right? And uh, yeah. and so you have to you have to make sure that um, you know. Even though what I do is very technical, I I, I do think about every note that I sing, um, and it, you know. But I I can't when I when I when you perform, people can't see that you are going through a technical process. Right. People want to see that you are enjoying what you're doing. People want to see that you are you are conveying the message or the meaning of the song. Right. Yeah. Um, and so they don't want you, you know, they don't want you smiling through a sad song or <laughs> laughing through, a, yeah. you know? And so it, it's a, uh, you, you gotta, you have to, you have to be an artist. You have to, because people want to, people want to get away. That's a moment for people to, you know, to get away. That's why yeah. we go to the theater. Mm. That's why we go see Spider-Man, you know, cause Come we want to get, a, we want to get away. And um, um, the Spider-Man theater, was fantastic. yeah, it was, it was. We actually, we really, really was. Um, no spoiler. So we, yeah. we, uh, you know, it, it's, um, it's great. That's why we go to the theater. You know, we go to be transported. Mm. You know, music is one of those art forms that that can can take us to places that we will never be able to go. Yeah. You know, we can we can experience that for a moment through music, mm. and so we we certainly need. Uh, people to not be afraid to put in that sweat equity to put in the time and the talent that it takes to be able to develop and to be able to um communicate those messages to uh to an audience right you know? right yeah i i think it's so 
impressive. I always say I'm more impressed by people that make hard things look easy. Sure. And I think that's where talent really comes out. You know, like LeBron makes basketball look like it's the easiest game to play. Sure. But I'm horrible at it. Sure. Of course, I'm five foot seven, so I wasn't meant to be good at it. But I mean, I can't make a jump shot and save my life either. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's the same thing when, like, when you sing. It's like, man, Timothy makes that look so easy. Like, I feel like I could take a mic and go up there and just go up. And then, sure. and then see, that was also bad. Oh, hey, no, you're on the right track. Thanks. Yeah. Um, thanks. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take out that snippet. Um, but, like, when, you, when you're hitting it and you come to those last four notes, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm watching him like, man, he, I mean, he just makes it look like I could take a mic and do it. And then I can't do it. Sure. So, anyway, I think that's what is always impressive to me mm-hmm. is when I see the difference between a, a professional and someone who just does a hobby is someone that can make what is hard look easy. And I think you do that. Sure. Sure. I mean, I mean, it, it's, uh, uh, you know, I've, I've had people come up to me and say, is that really you singing? Are they, are they, are you <laughs> sure they're not playing a record, you know? And so I, I just try to face it. Right. Right. And so I, I try and I try and change it up a little bit every time just to make sure people know that. Yeah, that is, that's, that's me. That's me. You know, right. I hold the last note a little longer for you today. You know, I'm so it's, you. it's a, you know, it, it's, it's it's one of those things, man. Where it it's um, um, I mean, it's like baseball, right? I mean, who who thought of hitting a round ball with a round bat? Yeah. Or you know, you 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 see you see the pitcher fiddling around with the ball before he throws it. You know, trying to get his finger placement just right on the seams. Mm-hmm. You know, that stuff is not easy. You know, people yelling from the stands. You know, throw strikes, throw strikes. Yeah, you know, I promise can. he's trying. Yeah, he's doing everything he can. He's probably <laughs> he better not, than you. Is, right, right. But you know, nobody sees. You know, nobody's they they cheer for you in the in the stands, but nobody sees you in the cage. Nobody's there in the batting cage. Yeah. You know, nobody's there when you're hitting the thing off the tee. Yeah. You know, hundreds of times. You know. And so to to be able to um, uh, we we practice so much, uh, those of us who are performers in any in any in any you know stage, any venue, any uh, uh, medium, we practice so much that that, you know, when it gets to the performance, when it gets to the game, when it gets to the concert, when it gets to the theater, those those public things are just like practice you know you might as well be lebron you might as well be out there by yourself mm. it's the same thing there's no, there's no different yeah you know you can't you can't make because if you and that's the that's one of the hardest things about it is is um not letting the moment getting get to you you know yeah. that's what they say about professional golfers you know what's the well? I can hit a you know four. I can hit a driver that long. What's the difference between me and him? Oh, well, he can do it. You know, when consistently, right? And when there's people lining the ferry, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no when you shank one. You know, <laughs> <laughs> when you kill somebody, if there was somebody over there. <laughs> yeah. You know, we'd all be in trouble, right? And yeah. so he can do it when the when the when the lights are on. You know, right. that's the difference. You right. know, and so um, it, it's uh, it's that kind of thing. It's that it's that dedication to the craft. It's that. Uh, kind of being lost in in your own world so that people can see what you see you know we're on the stage I tell my students all the time you know if you're playing a character you have to be lost in it so that some, somebody else can see it mm, yeah you know they didn't That's come good. to see you they came to see whoever you are supposed to be yeah and so if you're not fully if you don't give yourself fully over to it then they won't be able to see it yeah um, and so that's that, it's a difficult thing for for us to us to get because it, it's it 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 forces us to be vulnerable, mm. you know, and that is that is not something that we enjoy doing. <laughs> yeah, you know, in anything. Yeah, you know, nobody wants to go sit on the couch and confess. You know, it it, it forces us to be vulnerable. We're all flawed, uh, but that what that's what makes us great. That no, nobody wants to hear a, a you know a, a perfect sound. They want to hear a flaw. They want to know that you are flawed because they want to identify. They want to identify. Absolutely. And and if you're a human, you are flawed. And um, and that's the you know thing that we have in common, you know. Um, And so to to be able to see another flawed individual who is able to lay it all out on the line, whether it be a championship game or a high note, whatever it is, you know, things are incredibly hard. It it is it is. uh, Well, if he can do it. You know, so can I. Mm. There's no difference between 
me and the next person. It's just that, you know, it's that it's that inner will. It's it's the thing that everybody was born with that that at some point in time we have to tap into. Yeah. You know, and people find it in different ways. Mine just happened to be <laughs> through music. Have you have you thought about being a preacher too? Oh, uh, because you got that. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, I I uh, I, I I certainly think um, a lot about uh, you know a lot about life and about how we are um, uh, interconnected and about you know uh, different things that happen. And you know, it, it's. Um, like I said, my, my, my father's a, a pastor in Augusta and, uh, you know, I, I certainly uh, view. I, I certainly view, you know, singing and and the classical vocalism, especially as something very sacred because mm. it because it is um, it does come from a deeper place Um it is something that is, you know, it, it, like, as I said earlier, it takes a while to develop and it, it takes an enormous amount of energy to sustain. Right. Um, And it's something very spiritual, you know, just the art of singing and vibration itself. Mm. Um, And so that's, that's what gives us, that's what gives us goosebumps is when people send out those vibrations because we're all human, you can feel what, what I'm sending out. You can Mm. feel the vibrations that I'm producing. That's what makes, you know, it's like when you're hitting those last four notes. I mean, that's what I feel. That's right. That's right. Wow. That's That's so cool. I like that. Yeah. yeah. That's good. You in a whole like deeper direction with that question. And I loved it. Good stuff. I I thought you'd be like, yeah, I could preach. No big (laughs) deal. Let me explain how music in in my, in my own, you know, in my, in my own way, I, I, I have no idea. Um, as the hymn writer says, you know, uh, um, I don't know about tomorrow. I live from day to day. And so it, it's mm. uh whatever 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 comes that's that's what that's what I'll be you know ready for. I'm assuming you sing at a lot of churches too. Oh sure, sure, sure. Sing at a lot of churches. We're members at uh, uh, Ebenezer historic Ebenezer Baptist Church downtown okay. of Auburn. Uh, yeah. uh, pastor Warnock, Raphael Warnock is the pastor, and uh, so I've been a member there ever since I was at Morehouse student at Morehouse. Okay, and um, so but but I sing at you know I'm at a different church almost every Sunday. I would imagine. (laughs) I was telling Chris too, on on the way up to the studio, I was like, man, I wish I had reached out to him like way sooner before July 4th. I mean, because you were probably already booked to do something. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But man, I I love uh, watching you sing. Just just the expression. I mean, it just seems like you're into it. And the fact that you have to do it so often. And I think that's another point towards the professionalism is like you have to do it consistently mm-hmm. and it, it comes out great every time but it just looks like you're so into it every single time and that's what i like to see it'd be like one like if you're singing oh god bless america for the four billionth time you walk all right here we go you sure, know what i mean and sure, go through yeah. the motions yeah we'll feel it but it's just like you're saying with the with the actor the actress mm-hmm. don't show me you playing the character be the character yeah and so not saying that you're putting on an act up there, but at some state, I mean, at some point it's got to be like, all right, I've sang this song, these words this way, this many times, but right. you just kill it. How do you get through that mindset and just go up there and just nail it? Sure. I mean, you know, so, so many people have, um, um, you know, at least, at least actors and actresses, they get to play different characters. Right. So, the, but you know, if you go, even go back to athletes, you know, it's the, it's the same bat. It's the same ball. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you got to get tired of. <laughs> yeah. Right? That makes sense. I mean, you know, so it, it's it is it is literally um, and it's something I uh, that really um, uh, kind of got driven home for me while I was on tour with the Glee Club. And, um, you know, all four years I was at Morehouse, I, I toured with the Glee Club. And, um, you know, Dr. Morrow, David Morrow used to always tell us, you know, nobody, nobody in, you know, Chicago cares about the concerts in new york you know that we can't record them and put them on a projector and play them for the people in chicago or the people in dc Hmm. you know we you have to you have to produce every single time right and so every everything every time is like it's like new Hmm. you know and it, it comes down to um a mindset of of you you know of you believing what you are saying right you know you gotta you gotta you gotta believe in what you're saying you gotta love what you do 
You know, right. otherwise there, there's there's no there's no other reason people would play football. Right. Right. Yeah. There's no other reason people would box. You got to mm-hmm. love. I mean, you got to I can sing on my worst day. I can sing on my best. You know, I can sing when I'm sick, although I probably should. <laughs> but, you know, I, I have to I have to I have to basically shut my try and shut myself down, you know, because I, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And and it's just something that um, um, it's it's in my it's in my DNA at this point. It's in my soul at this point, yeah. you know. Um, and so to to be able to um, um, to be able to always be the same, practice the same, to stay consistent um, uh, helps you to know what to expect and helps you to be able to take advantage of, you know, the things that will come your way. Hmm. You know, Man, so no matter no matter where the, no matter whether you're in the practice room, I tell guys all the time, you know, I never I never practice at SunTrust Park. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if you're in the closet, which is basically the size of most practice rooms for music mm-hmm. majors. It doesn't matter if you're in the practice room, if you're in the studio or you're on the stage, you sing the same wherever you are. Mm. You know, you don't change your voice just because you're in a different venue. Right. Every acoustic is going to sound the same. So you have to remember what singing feels like on yeah. the inside right. and trust that the sound is, is there. Yeah. channel that energy yeah, that's, yeah man that's so good yeah do you have uh any of the players come up and say anything to you oh yeah after? always always i love and i love seeing the guys man because you can tell you can look in their eyes even even the guys who are a little bit too passionate you know <laughs> <laughs> uh you know Fult, fulty is is one of the guys he's he you can tell he's got he's got fire in him you know all the young guys acuna you know uh albies they've all got you know yeah. super competitive guys you know and um um they all want to play you know, everybody wants to play. Everybody wants to not necessarily be the man, but there's, you know, there's very little like um, uh, being a part of something, being a part of a team, being a part of mm. uh, something special. And so all those guys, you know, you don't want to be the weak link on the chain. Sure. You want know? to you want to be going to add value. That's to right. Them. Absolutely. And so to see those guys that, you know, you'd, you'd almost rather have somebody who is that you got to kind of tone down a little bit. You know, because that's that's easier to do rather than trying to put it in them. Oh, yeah. You know, it's tough to, you know, it's tough to put that in somebody. And I think that's what I was meaning earlier, too. And I say that, like, now you're mm-hmm. you are adding value to I I think the Braves organization. Not, I mean, not it's kind of tongue in cheek to say. Sure. Sure. You know, like if if Tim sings well, they'll win, you know, because right. you sing well every time and they don't always win. But I think. I think your presence there and how you do what you do and then for them to see how well you do what you do every time, I think does add value to the club. Um, and so, like you're saying, I mean, even to the singer doesn't want to be the weak link coming out there and, sure. you know, kind of, you know, kind of half butting it, if sure, you will, you sure, know, going out yeah. there and just doing your thing and walking away. Yeah. I think like what Freddie said is that he sees you do your best and it kind of inspires them to do their best too. That's right. Yeah. So, so it's, it's you know no regardless of the condition you know because uh, it doesn't matter you, you know you're you're not gonna win every game you right. know you got you're not gonna hit every note but you gotta you gotta you gotta give um uh, you gotta give everything you have I mean when they're down eight to nothing in the seventh inning and you walk up I mean and everyone feels deflated sure yeah. you still gotta go up there and kill it that's right and even then though I mean even if they are deflated that adds a little yeah you know wind to the wings of sure everybody it does. sure it does so. That's 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 that fits right in that bucket of things we can't explain, right? I mean, yeah, you know, you you never you never want to feel like you're out of it, especially if you're on a, you know on a sports team. Yeah, uh, but you sometimes you're looking for anything, <laughs> you know. Right. Uh, the bats aren't going to be there every every game, you know. Sometimes you're looking for anything to give you that ex- that extra boost, um, and for music to maybe be that thing, you know. Hey, let's 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 do it. Yeah, music is powerful. I mean, yeah, it moves absolutely, people. Absolutely. In worship, we call it the window to the soul. You know, hey, I mean, that's right. And so there's a reason it is. So, I mean, it sets an atmosphere, a tone sure, almost. Sure, sure. So, um, well, Timothy, I, here's what I want you to do before we get out of here. How can people connect with you or find you where you're singing or anything like that? How can they how can they connect with you? Sure. You can uh, you can find me on social media on uh, Twitter and Instagram. It's at uh, Tenor Lion. Um, one of the, that that name comes from a uh, 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 
uh, conductor I work with often here in town, Dr. Stephen Darcy. Uh, he was the director of music over at Glen, Mo- Glen Memorial United Methodist Church, where I was a uh, staff soloist for about eight years. Um, and uh, I was I was actually only supposed to be filling in for somebody for about three months and ended up staying eight years. <laughs> and um, and uh, and so he at one of the at one of the private events we were at, he he stood up and he said, he you know, he you know, Timothy sings with the he you know, he says, I call him lion hearted. And so I said, like, oh, I like that, you know. And so, <laughs> uh, Tenor Lion is my handle on um, uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, or you can go to the website. You can find me at the website, timothymillertenor.com. Awesome. Yep, got some awesome things coming up, uh, coming down the pipe. I will actually be in um, this December, uh, a featured solos with the uh, with the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra, Christmas with the ASO in December. So that's, that's uh, definitely something uh coming up to look forward to man that's awesome yeah. dude thank you so much for absolutely being on thank you for having me the podcast i the more i get to hear your voice just those like four little snippets of you singing something was perfect good stuff <laughs> and i i loved it honestly it i mean if you could just if, i mean you can sing all the time if you want to i mean honestly i know you get tired and you're like no i'd rather just just be quiet so right. i understand that so you didn't have to drive all the way out here to do this I'm glad you did. And so, uh, Timothy, thanks so much for being on, my friend. My pleasure. Thank you. All right, guys, make sure you subscribe. Find us on Instagram at YSM Podcast. And don't forget to rate us five stars if you haven't done that already on iTunes or whatever your favorite, favorite almost said favorite Spotify, but that, that's actually one of the avenues. So favorite uh, area to listen to podcasts. But make sure you download this episode as well and rate us five stars. Your story really does matter. Thank you guys so much for being on.